Good afternoon, everybody. Today is Tuesday, February 7th, 2023. This is Cassie. Welcome to Help I'm Addicted to Adderall. So I know it's been an extremely long time since I have recorded any episodes and I apologize so much for that. Part of it was just the fact that I was super busy back at work full-time, which is always more than full-time. And I think around, let's see, November or so, that third trimester fatigue really kicked in. And so even with my full dose of Adderall, um, which I did continue to take throughout the pregnancy after that initial slight reduction towards the beginning, um, even with my full 60 milligrams of Adderall a day in that third trimester, I still felt like I was dragging. Um, so adding anything extra was just not going to happen. <laughs> um, but And then I also was having some issues um, with... Um, I had transferred my podcast to another platform and then trying to get it back to the anchor host. Um, I'm still actually trying to figure it out, but you know, whoever is able to listen to the episode, I wanted to at least record something now before I forget, you know, some of the important details and just give you all an update. Um, my baby was born on January 4th, 2023, of course, via cesarean section. And she's here with me right now in her little um, cuddle bug wrap carrier. And she just turned her head in a very strange position. So let me fix that real quick. (laughs) So for the most part, I would say that my pregnancy was a relatively easy pregnancy. Um, I just, like the most difficult part was just my anxiety. Like I was constantly worrying like, oh my gosh, I hope the baby's okay. She was not very active in utero. Well, it's not that I don't know how active she was, but, um, she, I had um, a posterior, no, anterior placenta. Am I saying it right? Whenever the placenta is in between the baby and the outside world. (laughs) Um, So that can kind of muffle baby's movements um, and for some reason make it harder for a mom to feel the movements. I'm still a little confused about that because you would think that I would still be able to feel the movements just as easily inside my body, but um, whatever. Anyway, so I, I did get paranoid, like, oh my gosh, she's not moving. I haven't felt her in several hours. I would try doing the kick counts. Sometimes I like I almost feel like I was like trying to interpret anything as a fetal movement when there may not have even been anything there. So that was scary. Um, I did go to labor and delivery a couple of times. One of the times I was actually having contractions, which I could not feel at all. So that, you know, just made my level of paranoia even higher. Um, after that, I'm always, like every little thing, I'm like, oh my gosh, am I having contractions? Am I going to have preterm labor um, or going to preterm labor? 
and they gave me this shot to slow the contractions, which just increased my heart rate exponentially. Well, not exponentially, but it was like 160 the last time I looked at it and they didn't want it to get above 120, which I'm sure it only skyrocketed after that. And I was just, you know, like looking at baby's heart rate, like just tell me baby's okay. I, like, I didn't want to get this shot. The contractions weren't hurting or anything and I wasn't dilated. So I didn't think that I was going to go into labor, but yeah. Anyway, and everything ended up being okay. I'm still confused about those contractions. They said they were too frequent to be Braxton Hicks and they were pretty big. So I don't know. And since I ended up having a C-section, I really never got to experience the joys of like full-blown contractions um, other than when I had the miscarriage um, a year ago. And that was bad. And that was, you know, there was no baby. Um, so my baby was breech. Um, the doctor kept, you know, palpating my uterus and saying, Oh, it looks like she's flipped. I feel her head down here. Um, and then we would do the ultrasound and Oh, nope, <laughs> she's still a breech. And so then I started worrying, like I started Googling it and you know, looking into things that could cause babies to still be breached because really only about 3% of full-term um, babies are still in the breach position. And so I actually have an appointment for her to get a hip ultrasound on Thursday this week just to make sure that she doesn't have any anything going on. I forget how to pronounce it. So, um that there is like a condition, I don't even know if that's the right word, that um, can make it difficult for babies in utero to flip over. And so we're going to go get that ultrasound ultrasound done. Oh gosh, I wonder how expensive that's going to be. Um, <laughs> and hopefully everything looks good. But anyway, most importantly... I have my beautiful, healthy baby girl with all her fingers and all her toes. Um, uh, when I was having the C-section, it was super fast. Um, and, you know, due to the anesthesia, I could feel them pulling. And it sounds like they were having some trouble getting her out, but it didn't hurt at all. Um, but, you know, I get paranoid about everything and the first thing they said when they took her out was she's perfect and I was just so happy um and that was followed by and she's really mad and her screaming and um but I was just so happy that you know what I'd waited for for so long she's here and she's healthy and I love her so much um one of my students got me one of those little baby memory books and I had been too scared to start working on it before she was born um so I finally put in her first ultrasound picture or sonogram I guess it would be called and I, I just you know cry every time I look at it see my little bean and I remember how excited I was and 
how scared I was that something was going to happen the whole time. And I'm still so scared because I love her so much. And she is, you know, just a little newborn. Um, I'll have to make this episode kind of short in case she starts getting hungry or anything. But yes, yeah, so overall, she was perfect, is perfect. Um, she was very small and she still is pretty small. We have a, um, another checkup with her doctor tomorrow to see if she has continued to gain weight appropriately since we left the hospital. So uh, I've been a big dork and I've been weighing her at home. Like I'll step on the scale and then I'll get off and then I'll grab baby and then I'll get back on and then I'll just subtract that the weight of both of us, my weight from the weight of both of us. And she has, it's been increasing steadily. So I don't know how accurate it is. Um, it actually was accurate the one time I did it right before taking her to the doctors. Um, that being said, when I do it at home, she has her clothes and diaper on and everything. And at the doctors, she's totally naked and she always pees and poops everywhere. So that's fun. Um, but yeah, she was born five pounds, 11 ounces. Um, I know that when my mom took me home from the hospital, I weighed less than that. Um, so, and I was a small baby, not this small. Um, and then my sister is the only other one of my full siblings who has one baby, and he was full term, um, yet he was only five pounds, eight ounces. So, I don't know. If the Adderall could have caused her to be a bit small, I know I was eating a ton. So um, I do worry that there may have been some um, growth restriction going on in utero. But um, all of my scans, my third trimester scans, um, baby was always measuring on track. Um and they, the doctors didn't ex- or nurses didn't express concern about her birth weight of five pounds eleven ounces. Um, and you know I'm part of this Facebook group for mothers taking stimulant medications while pregnant or trying to decide whether or not to do so. And it seems like a lot of them ended up having like larger babies. Um, eight pounds seems to be like the average. Um, so, yeah, if I could do it again, I don't, I wouldn't cut out the Adderall entirely because I wouldn't be able to function. Um, and overall, I'm my biggest regret with Adderall in pregnancy is that I delayed it for so long that I delayed getting pregnant for so long because I was always like, now's not a good time to stop taking Adderall. I'll have to get pregnant later when, um, when I'm able to stop taking Adderall, which, you know, that time never came. <laughs> so, and, you know, I mean, I wasn't always in a stable relationship or a relationship. Um, I, I forget if I've said this before. I had an abortion um, over 10 years ago. And 
my boyfriend at the time and I were kind of like, we had really just become more like roommates. Like there was no romance or like chemistry or physical attraction there anymore. Um, ironically, I, you know, I did end up getting pregnant. I had been on birth control at the time. Um, and even though we were, you know, headed towards breakup, had I not been on, I believe it was Vivance at the time. I, there's a good chance I would have had the baby, but my two biggest concerns were, um, I've been taking this stimulant medication, not knowing that I was pregnant because I was on birth control and I don't know what damage I could have done. And then my second concern was it's about to be a new school year. Work is crazy difficult. I can't stop my medication cold turkey. And so um, I hope that, you know, I'm not saying that there are no risks and I'm a very risk averse person, but there are so many other things that people just have to do as part of their daily life that are riskier. Um, You know, it's like, I'm, I think there's a greater chance of me, I don't even want to think about all these other bad things, but yeah, so I mean, uh-oh, are you waking up? Okay, well, maybe I'll I'll cut this off now. Um, okay, so even though things were super hard with my full dosage in that last trimester, knowing that her weight was a bit small or a bit low. Um, I would maybe have tried even harder and just been more miserable on a slightly lower dosage. Um, but you know, everything was, she was always measuring on track. The doctor was specifically monitoring for intrauterine growth restriction. And he said that there were no concerns. Um, no need to reduce my dosage. And so, you know, she probably was just small. Like, you know, I was small. My sister was small. Her baby was super small. Um, and because we had to have the C-section done before her due date, um, you know, she didn't have that extra week to continue growing. So... It was probably nothing to do with the medication. I I didn't like beat myself up really hard about it. Um, but it is something that, you know, now that I know she's small, I'm I probably would have just suffered a little bit more <laughs> and reduced my dosage and hoped that I hoped not to get fired and hoped to be able to get the nursery ready and all of that. So now I'm just going to kind of talk about my experience at the hospital, Um, what I did as far as taking, or maybe not. Okay, Um, so my next episode, (laughs) I will be talking about kind of my experience at the hospital, um, when and how much Adderall I took while at the hospital, and then after I was discharged. 
my breastfeeding experience and how that all relates to my beautiful baby who now seems to be asleep but it's been a while so um yeah stay tuned for that thank you all so much for listening if you have any other questions um i see that anchor now added a question and answer section so hopefully that's helpful i haven't gotten a chance to check it out yet and you know i go back to work in a week and a half (laughs) and i already feel like i um can barely get anything done and by anything i mean washing my baby's bottles and clothes like um things for the baby like I don't know how people cook with a baby because it's just you never know when they're gonna wake up (laughs) um but I love her so much I'm so happy she's here um and she's okay and thank you all so much for listening